Elke, Ahmed, um, lovely to meet you. Um, tell me, where are you, where are you both based? Uh, so I think I will start, ladies first. Indeed. I think <laughs> uh, all right, yeah. Um, well, I'm uh, Elke, I'm based in Olgada. Um, and yeah, I've been working here in Olgada, from Olgada since 2004. and basically combining my biggest interest, which is biology and diving. So I'm a biologist with a PhD and I'm a dive master that's working on liverboards. So that's Excellent. Nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Ahmed, uh, um, you, I take it you're in Hurghada as well? And yes, I'm in Hurghada. And uh, well, I've been working in diving since 93 uh, yeah. uh, in different areas. So, but mainly, of course, guiding on liverboards. Uh, in the last couple of years, uh, also in the management side of liverboards. Uh, other than just normal guiding and being on boats, I also teach technical diving and I guide tech weeks. Ah, uh, okay, okay, excellent, excellent. I'm not, I mean, we're here, we're here mainly uh, to talk about uh, scuba scene. Um, could could you both or one of us just just give us some details? Tell us what scuba scene is. Well, who wants to take this, Ahmed? Do you? Uh, yeah, I'll do that. Well, uh, scuba scene, I mean, it, generally she's a boat and uh, she's a very high standard boat, but it, she's also an idea, uh, not just a boat. Uh, about two years ago, uh, just before the COVID-19 started, uh, me and Elka talked together and because of all of our experience in the uh, liverboards and in the diving uh, industry, we had... an you know, a number of small things that are different from what's being uh, presented and produced by other operators. Uh, it's things that we feel that we want to do and we want to give up to our guests. So what we did is that we made an agreement that we will start uh, our own business and we started something. Uh, but of course, it was a time of uh, COVID-19 and everything kind of collapsed at the time. But also we found that uh, one of the things that came in our way and it wasn't very easy to come across is that to actually implement and do all what we wanted to do, we needed a hardware to be able to do that on. And not just a normal hardware, we needed a very high standard uh, boat that can actually accommodate all the ideas that we have and we wanted to implement on the boat uh, that we will work on. Uh, and that comes in a number of different aspects, safety aspects, uh, accommodation, uh, space on the boat itself, uh, ability to accommodate a number of different diving activities. So photography, uh, technical diving, uh, also uh, was it enough space to give presentations uh, where people can sit comfortable and listen? Because what we have is, uh, I wouldn't say it's, it's purely educational, uh, it's actually far from it, but uh, there is a part which we deliver a lot of information. And there is a part, of course, where there is a lot of fun related to the actual activity itself. So we came across uh, a businessman who just started his business in the diving industry uh, by purchasing basically the best boat in the Red Sea. Uh, we had a contact with him and he kind of knew us from before and he approached us asking us to take over the boat. Uh, management and marketing uh, and also doing the actual operation itself and it was just perfect it was basically everything that we wanted uh, came true by this boat because 
She is a very high standard boat. She's got the space. She's got the uh, the engine power. Uh, she's got the stability, uh, and she's got the actual functionality to to uh, to to help us to do all what we wanted to do from the beginning. And I've, I've, I've been, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I've been looking at some pictures yeah. of the boat, and she does look amazing. Is it, well, if I can carry on talking, I will not stop. Anyway, so <laughs> yeah, maybe, so maybe, maybe I should cut in there and actually just give yeah, it his exactly. back because Ahmed then goes off and you know. But so let's yeah. let's talk to some of the facts. She's uh, she's steel hull. She's forty three meters long. She's nine meters wide. Uh, that makes her very stable. It makes her very spacious. Uh, the layout is, uh, to a certain degree, very classic for Egyptian liverboards. We have four decks, so uh, we have the cabins. Um, First of all, down in the hull, we have a couple of suites on the main deck, and then we have another cabin further up on the top. A large restaurant area. We have a, a very comfortable salon fitted with actually with two TVs, which again is what Ahmed mentioned, gives us the chance uh, for presentations, and they're very comfortable uh, for people to listen to. And again, what he mentioned, again, some more facts about what he mentioned, what was important to us, safety-wise. Um, emergency exits and a lot of boats still especially the older boats it's small hatches that actually in a case of emergency might be quite difficult to access or to get through so we have proper proper big door that you can simply step through uh, another hatch uh, on the on the upper deck is again it's a large one with a proper stepping tool on to, uh, in front of it so again it's easy to maneuver even in an emergency so safety wise that's important uh, we added uh, two large speedboats we didn't add the speedboats but we updated them so there's ladders on the speedboats there's tank racks that keep the equipment safe and the people comfortable when we're traveling to the dive site from the big boat um, so there's a few things that also with these really cooperative owners we were able to actually improve on a boat that already had all the fittings to be successful. Uh, she's not very well known on the market because she was very busy with kite surfing. Uh, but now she's actually, we're trying to get her or put her to the task that she was built for, which is actually scuba diving. Uh, so this is the idea. So in terms of yeah, the management, the marketing, so we're trying to get her to the market. And again, especially with the fact that she's steel hulled, super stable and comfortable, I think that's going to be a very, very good addition also to the UK market. Yeah, as I said before, uh, just looking at the photos, she does look amazing. The, I mean, the, the Red Sea, it's a huge area. So what, what sort of areas are you going to be covering? Um, well, that depends very much on the season. I mean, as Ahmed said, we've both been working on Red Sea liverboards for a long time, for years. So obviously you have a bit of an idea what's the best places to go and at which time in terms of weather and in terms of sightings. So generally we'll be covering pretty much everything from the north. That means straight of Tiran is usually our northernmost point, all the way down uh, to St. John's. And of course, St. John's level with St. John's, we have Rocky Zavargad. So there are certain seasons where the boat will be operating from Galeb to cover the south. Uh, Dedalus, Rocky Zavargad and St. John's, Fury Shoals, all these areas. Uh, for most of the year, she'll be operating from Ogada. And then, of course, we'll be trips to the north, northern brothers, northern Tehran, which then excludes the classics, the wrecks, Ras Mohammed, all these places. So we're going to try to cover everything from the north all the way down to St. John's in the best season for these places. Beautiful. I, uh, COVID really um, messed up my plans for the Red Sea. I mean, I love the Red Sea. It's fantastic. I love the, you know, the the marine life, the people, everything. It's it's just a perfect place to go. Um, and I'm very envious that you're working and doing everything you're doing there. The um, 
when you're diving, are you both diving with clients um, continuously or do you have uh, other guides with you? Uh, how's, how does that work out? Well, we do have other guides with us. So we have people actually that we train ourselves uh, along the years. Uh, there is always one of us on the boat to actually, uh, well, to act as, an, as a dive guide, one thing but also to make sure that all what we wanted to provide in hosting the people in the boat from the point of service uh, and uh, the quality of the information and everything is being provided just the way we want it to be done. Uh, so we do both. We actually have uh, other guides who are trained by us and we actually also guide people on the, in the, as actual in the water diving. We do that, especially with... Uh, I mean, in the weeks with the, the shark weeks, Elke uh, dives quite a lot. Anyway, she's, she loves that. That's her passion. And in the weeks with technical diving, uh, I tend to do quite a lot of tech diving with the people coming to do this kind of activity. Uh, but away from this and that, we make sure that all the information related to the dive sites are, are being provided by one of us all the time. Yeah, that's that's good. It, I ha I have found I've done a few boat trips, and yeah. um, one of the things that was always lacking was any information or instruction from dive guides about conservation, safe diving, uh, not physically safe diving for yourself, but safe for the environment, yeah. and that always frustrated me. Uh, but it sounds like you've got that covered quite well. Well, you haven't oh. been with us, definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <indeed. laughs> yes. uh, yeah, I mean, the, I mean, conservation is a big thing. I mean, of course, we all have to live with the fact that uh, being there on a boat, I mean, it is not a positive thing. But of course, we're going to try to minimize whatever effects we will have. And that regards everything. That's regards the behavior of uh, the crew, the, yeah, the boat itself, and of course, also our guests. So information-wise, I mean, the basic stuff of what to do underwater to keep the environment safe, of course, diver safety, as you say, is a totally different thing, the physical safety of the divers, that's always going to be included. That's part of the first boat briefing, and that's part of every dive briefing to make sure that nothing is happening. And of course, if anything special needs to be addressed, that's going to be done as well. And in terms of extra uh, information about this, um, conservation in general, reef uh, ecology-wise or reef conservation-wise, and also shark uh, conservation-wise, there's also going to be information or presentations. In the shark weeks, that's included anyway. It's one of the main reasons I'm doing presentations on the boat, because uh, with uh, the global situation of sharks, uh, it is important that more and more people are aware of this. And I consider divers the perfect ambassadors for that kind of subject, because this is the people that are actually willing or interested in meeting these animals underwater and they're not, they don't have this uh, sort of irrational phobia of them. And of course, it's very difficult to motivate people to protect something if they're afraid of it. So that's one of the things. So I think divers with their like firsthand experience of actually encountering sharks, as I said, are perfect ambassadors to carry this information out there to Joe public on the street uh, that is not meeting sharks. Uh, ever and probably doesn't even really want to and coral coral reef uh, stories obviously are going to be told uh in the north so i generally do like presentations on you know on night diving and also yeah, of course we're doing cleanup dives in the north so to sort of collect some of the stuff that are left by people that are blown into the sea from land so generally we're trying to add to the trips 
information and that information is also always regarding the conservation uh, side of things. Do you um, have or will you have guest speakers coming on, on trips to, to do this as well or will you take care of all this information yourself? Uh, well, one of the first trips actually that we're going to be doing, our second trip actually now in um, in November, is a trip with uh, Paul Duxfield with Duxy. So that's going to be a photo-themed week uh, where both me and Ahmed are going to be on the boat as well. So then we're going to be sharing, uh, passing on information to people. And we're, yeah, we're planning on doing this in the future as well, potentially with people from the tech diving scene, uh, with other photographers. Uh, and yeah, other subjects are definitely also, we are open for it and potentially also, yeah, encouraging even people that work with us in the future that have a special like field of expertise that they can add another bonus to the trips, other types of information that we might not really be experts for. So yeah, definitely. Uh, or other people that are coming, I've done this before that people are coming on board and said, look, I'm, you know, normally doing information for guests that I'm traveling with on this and the subject. So they'd be more than welcome to use the TVs that we have and, you know, the facilities that we have to add to everybody's trip. If they're happy to share any information, that'd be great. Awesome. Excellent. That sounds great. Sounds really good. Um, tell me, uh, equipment. Um, do people bring their own? Have you got full full sets of kit for people to, to take? It varies, actually. I mean, we have uh, normally with divers that reaches the level of advanced and a little bit higher, they tend to get their own equipment. And most of them are more comfortable diving with their own equipment than using rental equipment. If there is a need for rental equipment, uh, the availability is there. But boats has all, even scuba scene with its massive size, uh, it has its limitations for the amount of spare equipment it can, it can carry. So if there is any equipment needed, we can pr prepare it and provide it on the day before we start. So on the day of the arrival, even if it wasn't actually mentioned before. So people come to the boat and they didn't book equipment, but they want it. We can, we can actually arrange that and get it to the boat. That's no problem at all. Uh, other than this, of course, we are happy to, uh, I mean, what we provide is we provide tanks, weights, and weight belts. Uh, also SMBs for those who doesn't have them, because that's sometimes people don't use SMBs where they come from. Uh, as for the rest, it's actually based on uh, requests or uh, when people come to the boat, they ask for it and we prepare it. Uh, I think that's that's pretty much it in relation to normal equipment. Technical equipment, we provide all what's needed from the uh, point of tanks, I mean, twin sets, uh, the, the sets for rebreathers, uh, stages, all the gases, all of that is available. Uh, but again, based on uh, requests, and that has to be pre-ordered maybe one week before the trip itself, because it takes a little bit of organization to get it all on the boat. Perfect, perfect. As you were talking about gear and everything else, I was just visualizing being on one of your trips. It sounded lovely. Can you um, just briefly, for example, your next trip now, um, just talk us through what that week will entail so just very generally, I mean, you'll leave Hogada and then what's next? Well, yeah, that's okay. Easy. Well, it's a shark week, so maybe I should take this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Generally, okay. The trip starts with the arrival of the guests sort of like in the afternoon on uh, yeah, arrival day. 
which is normally the start, what we call the starting day of the trip. Um, and then we're staying overnight in the marina and we're leaving the next morning. Uh, and for the trip that we're doing first, it's like a marine park trip with a shark focus. So Brothers, Daedalus and Elphinstone starting from the new marina in Ogata. So in the moment, our starting days are Saturday. Guests arrive Saturday. We leave on Sunday morning. The first day we spend local. Especially now, uh, for a lot of people, it's going to be the first trip after Corona, probably. So do a proper check dive. Actually, normally it's two check dives, one off the back of the boat, first check. Second dive, very often we do a Zodiac check dive, because obviously Marine Park uh, involves a lot of Zodiac use, diving from the ribs. And then overnight, after the first day, we're heading out to the Brothers, spend one day at the Brothers, three dives. Uh, hopefully with the first shark encounters. And that also means the first day on Sunday, I already do the first presentation on how to dive with sharks. And especially at this time, it's the oceanic white-tip shark season, the do's and don'ts of diving with oceanics, which are obviously, from, from my point, very interactive sharks. So people need to prepare for these encounters. After the day at the Brothers, again, we do. I do another presentation. We head down to Daedalus overnight. We spend the day there. Um, and then it depends a little bit where we had more about the sightings. We can either decide to spend a second day in Daedalus or we leave Daedalus, head to Elphinstone to leave the option open to return to the brothers on our way back. So basically, we have four days to play with between brothers, Daedalus, Elphinstone. And then on the last day, we're heading back to Ogata or the last night. Uh, and then we have, them have another day with two dives of local diving before we're then heading back to the marina in the afternoon of what then would be Friday and then Friday night, the guests are staying on board. Saturday morning is the checkout from the boat and the departure day. And that is pretty much the roundup of the week that we're planning next, which is uh, starting in the end of October now, two weeks. Well, that was very concise. Thank you. It, 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 sounds, <laughs> it, it sounds a fabulous week. It's uh, really lovely. It's, I think um, across that the oceanics are showing up. That's the main thing for this trip, actually, or one of the main things. I mean, with... with um, with climate change and everything else and fishing, blah, blah, blah. Uh, have the oceanics been there in numbers over the last um, years? It's a bit difficult to judge last year and, of course, until now this year. The main season is just about to start, actually, sometimes in late September, but very often only now in the middle of October. So for this year, I cannot tell you anything yet. Uh, there haven't been many sightings yet, but it's not worrying yet because, as I said, the season is just starting. Uh, the last few years actually were very, very good in terms of oceanics. I actually had my record year in terms of numbers in 2019. <laughs> so that was the highest number that I have recorded in terms of individuals that were sighted and photographed. 2020, of course, with Corona in full swing, I only got the chance to go out there like in four weeks. Uh, not all of the data is analyzed yet, but in some of the weeks there was high numbers of oceanics as well, like 12 on a dive and stuff. I haven't really come down to the individual um, individual numbers yet, but in terms of sightings, even last year with my very few weeks, it was quite a good year for the oceanics. So I cannot, I'm, I'm not saying they're thriving and the numbers are increasing. That's very difficult to tell because obviously we only see the ones that are coming close to the reason get get photographed and can be documented. And as a pelagic species, I'm quite sure there's a lot more out, out there where we cannot go. Uh, but in terms of like the, just the sightings that I documented over the last 17 years, I don't really see a decline either, which is good. It's quite encouraging actually. So, yeah. Yeah, that is, that's, that's very encouraging. Or I, ho uh, I hope, um, yeah, all is well. It, um, it's been a pleasure meeting you both uh, and talking to you. I uh, just one one last thing that, that crosses my mind um, with COVID. Uh, 
Uh, how are you dealing with that on board? How are you preparing for All right. uh, yes. COVID? Well, we have, uh, generally speaking, we, uh, till like the beginning of this year, there was a quarantine room in the boat, like a special cabin uh, dedicated for quarantine. Uh, that is since the vaccination started and now because basically everyone that comes to Egypt is vaccinated and everyone that is actually working in the tourism business is vaccinated. So we are all vaccinated and we expect all of our guests to come uh, that are coming to be vaccinated. They stopped requiring this as one of the uh, requirements of the boat. Uh, but we still have the, uh, the temperature. So we check temperature of the guests. And if there is any, uh, well, any suspicion or anyone that is suspected to be uh, infected by COVID, then, uh, and that means that their temperature is about 38 degrees uh, combined with symptoms that indicates that they might have COVID. We have an emergency phone number that we, uh, we call and we start taking the boat straight back. We isolate them in their cabins, and then we uh, basically take the boat back to the marina where we get instructions from the uh, Ministry of Health uh, of what is the exact procedure to do after that. Sometimes they might inspect everyone in the boat. Uh, sometimes, well, they will, they, they will send an ambulance with doctors that will actually assist the situation from that point and give us the, give us the instructions of what to do straight off. But the exact procedure at the sea is to take the boat straight back to the marina once someone has 38 degrees and symptoms combined of uh, COVID-19. And the other stuff that we obviously have on the boat, I mean, again, people are generally arriving on the boat straight from the airport. So that means they have just shown uh, either vaccination certificates or negative PCR tests because that's the requirement to enter the country. Um, so once they come on board, again, we have a general like disinfection spray for the luggage and for the shoes. Uh, the temperatures will be taken. And as Ahmed said, that continues on a daily basis. And of course, also on the boat, there is the encouragement and all the signs that say, okay, we have hand sanitizer everywhere. We have, uh, we encourage people to wash their hands regularly. Wearing a mask actually on a liverboard is not very practical. I mean, people are gathering in the restaurant to eat. So, I mean, you cannot wear a mask. So the mask wearing uh, even options are very, very limited. Now, of course, also we encourage people to be aware of the commonly touched uh, surfaces. And again, to make sure that they wash their hands and that they uh, use hand sanitizer after they touch them, like railings. Everybody has to touch railings to move around the boat safely. So there are certain things and door handles that are being touched regularly. They're also being disinfected regularly, but again, there is a limit as to what you can do in such a small space. So we do what we can also in terms of, not really physical distancing, but the same thing, encouraging people, let's say, use the same space to, to eat, to sit down, use your own pens so that the whole sharing of items is as limited as possible. So we try to stick to all the like normal precautions. But of course, as Ahmed said, we are at a stage now, thankfully, where the people that are working on board are vaccinated. The people that are coming are either vaccinated or just presented a negative PCR test. So the risk uh, of infections should be as low as we can actually get it. Yeah, this is, uh, it's still there, uh, but this is as, as far as the management and the prevention, the attempts of prevention uh, of the spread are going on the boat. 
Yeah, I don't think you can do any more. You know, <laughs> you, yeah. you've Certainly got it covered. Remain, but, you know, it's uh, we're going to have to live with that now to a certain degree and at some point. So, yeah, that's my personal opinion anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's with, it's with us for a long time. But there you mm. are. Well, um, once again, I say it's been a pleasure to meet you both. I, I hope you have a great season. Hope it all goes well. And um, for now, I'll say goodbye. Thank you very well, much, Jeff. It was a pleasure. Take care before now. Before we go, Jeff. Yes. Before you go. Yes. If you actually want to come to the Red Sea and join us, this is you are more than welcome. We would love to have you on the boat one time. Yeah. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Lovely. Take care. Bye. 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 Bye.